Welcome to the Prime Life Project podcast, a place to help you unlock your full potential, both mentally and physically, to become the best version of you. Do you ever actually feel fully in control of your mind and your emotions? Or do stressful thoughts and waves of anxiety hijack your mind at the worst possible opportunity? Today, I'd like to share with you a three-step process with scientifically proven techniques to help you redirect your thoughts, your emotions, and your behaviors to get you out of the prison that you currently find yourself in. If you take any value from today's episode, if it helps you shed some light on something that you're struggling with, if it gives you a new perspective, if it just gets you thinking differently, please think about sharing with a friend or on your social media to help others that may need to hear this information. We don't know who's struggling, so it's always good when you're hearing something to pay it forward. So the first thing we need to actually identify here is, why is it important to actually control your thoughts and emotions? Why is it so important? So we can talk about all this stuff, but why? Now, for me, your thoughts and your feelings then determine your actions and your actions then determine the results that you get in your life. And if you're feeling in a negative way, whether it's anxiety, whether it's sadness, whether it's anger, whatever it is, it can be very, very destructive. How we're feeling determines the actions that we take. So if we're feeling anxious, we're probably not going to take any meaningful action towards the life that we want. Or if we're feeling angry, we're going to take aggressive, angry, non-productive action towards the results we want in our life. And this can then lead to us self-sabotaging. It leads to us self-sabotaging and it makes us feel like we don't have a choice, but we don't realize that our thoughts and our feelings are very, very closely linked. Our thoughts lead to our feelings. So if we're feeling a certain way, if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling anxious, we need to work it back and start to actually process our thoughts. What is our thinking pattern like? Is it in line with the kind of life we want to have? If the answer is no, we've then got to do something about it. So part one here is... How do we become aware of our thoughts and our emotions? Well, we need to start paying attention to the negative thoughts and emotions when they pop up because we've got to gain awareness. Awareness is the key. Without awareness, we can't change anything. It's all well and good saying, yeah, I'm feeling anxious or I'm stressed, all this stuff. Okay, but we need to actually start to become aware of when this happens. And when we start to identify the triggers, now triggers is a buzzword, you see it all all over social media. But what is a trigger? A trigger basically is something that causes you to respond or react in a certain way. That is a trigger. So for example, it could be seeing your ex-partner. That is a trigger. So that then makes you feel a certain way. Or it could be someone saying something to you. That then is a trigger. A trigger is something which starts a cascade of events, normally destructive, because you can have positive triggers as well. So for example, when I step on stage, there's certain things that I do and they trigger me into a positive emotional state. But most of the time, these triggers are unconscious and then it leads us down that negative spiral. Now, when we're starting to actually pay attention to these negative thoughts, it's very important that we're not judging ourselves. We're observing these triggers, we're observing our thoughts and we're observing our emotions with curiosity to simply understand our patterns. This can't be done with judgment. If you're going to judge yourself on how you're feeling and your emotions and your thoughts, this isn't going to work. This is going to cause you to feel worse. Understand you are not your thoughts and your emotions, your emotions, sorry, your emotions are not facts. We need to start observing them. What are they actually trying to tell us? Because when we're really closely linked with them, we can't see the wood from the trees. What we need to do is we need to raise ourselves above 
and actually see these thoughts and these emotions for what they are. We need to remove ourselves from that situation. It's not an easy thing to do. It's understanding. We're saying when we're observing this, I am noticing that I am having the thought or I am noticing that I'm experiencing this emotion. I am noticing that I'm experiencing or I'm having. Your thoughts are not you. Your emotions are not you. They're trying to tell us something. Your emotions, it's our body, energy in motion. Our body's feeling a certain way. We've got to figure out the reason why. Normally it's down to our triggers and how we're thinking. So just start to actually notice. We need to identify those triggers. Part number two is techniques to actually then helping us take back control. So once we've actually started to identify these triggers, which again, that's one of the hardest parts because in the moment it's very hard. And this is where that reflection comes in, by the way. So if you're struggling to actually identify these triggers and these emotions, reflection is a key thing. But now we've got this, how do we actually then take back control? So we've noticed our triggers. We noticed that maybe our parents are triggering us. We're noticing social media is triggering us. Okay, well, the first thing we need to do, in my eyes, is actually look at ways that we can distance ourselves from these thoughts. So meditation is a very, very powerful one. You're not your thoughts and your emotions are not facts. We need to try and distance ourselves. And the art of meditation, as I just said, is to just distance yourself. Understand there's a gap between yourself and your thoughts and your emotions. The analogy I use for this is you are the sky. So the sky is that big blue thing. When you look outside, that blue thing, that is the sky. Now, sometimes you can't see the sky because of the clouds. Your thoughts and your emotions are like the clouds. They stop you from seeing that better version of yourself. But understand, there's a gap between the clouds and the sky. We just need to find that again. We need to find that gap between that best version of you and these thoughts and these feelings and emotions that we're experiencing. The second part of this then when it comes to the um, techniques to help you take back control. Can we reframe these patterns? Once we've noticed these patterns, can we identify any flawed logic in our thoughts and reframe them positively? Now, reframe simply means just to look at it differently. The, the way that I use this, if you're watching this on, uh, on video, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and you're watching this on video, at the minute you're seeing this from one angle. With, if you're going to reframe what you're seeing right now, you maybe get another camera angle at the other side of the room and then you see a bigger picture. You can see different angles. Maybe you see me from the side. Maybe you see me from behind. And it changes how you look at me. So when it comes to these thought patterns, when it comes to these emotions, can we just reframe it? Can we just try and notice any flawed logic that we've got? I saw a video the other day of a, music, uh, a, a, a magician he was doing the trick on stage. And the lady that he was doing the trick to, she couldn't see how he was doing it. However, all 300 people that were watching could because he was doing something with his hands and then he would throw the cards above her head. But he did it so quickly, she couldn't see, but everyone else could. They had a different frame of what they were seeing. So can we just take a step back and start to question these thought patterns? Where's the flaws in them? Because most of the time, these thoughts that we're having, we've constructed them, we've created a narrative that is not factually true. So just start to look at these thoughts with a different camera angle. Third part here is starting to journal. Journal to process the emotions and clarify your thinking. This may sound boring. I've had clients before saying, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. And then two weeks later, they've had a massive epiphany moment. Journaling is one of the most powerful things that you can do to figure out what's going on on a subconscious level. We've spoken about this before. If you don't know how you're feeling, the emotions, it's very hard sometimes to express how you're feeling with a word. A word just won't do it justice. Okay, well, what kind of color would you describe yourself? Get very specific about the color. What kind of shape would you be? Because then what's happening is you're then starting to actually unpick these emotions. You're really starting to get the core essence of it. Okay, now what are these emotions trying to actually tell you? What are they trying to tell you? Is there a need of yours that fundamentally is not being met that's causing you to feel emotionally this way? 
and you can start to clarify your thinking. When you're writing and when you're journaling, you can see your thinking pattern. You can see it there. It's very hard to think inside your own head. The way the analogy I use with this is like having a washing machine. You stick a sock in and you keep sticking more and more clothes in. Before you know it, you can't see the original sock. It gets very, very cloudy in there. But if you take all the clothes out of the washing machine, put them on the floor, you can sort of see, ah, right, this is what everything is. This is kind of what this means. That's interesting. Oh, and there's that original sock that I put in. Journaling is so, so powerful to start to take that control. Fourth one here is then. So again, how do we take control? Ask yourself, can you do something about the trigger? This thing, this trigger that's causing you to feel a negative way, whether it is feeling anxious, depressed, um, uncertain of yourself, lacking self-confidence, low self-esteem, whatever is that trigger. Can we do something about it? So if you've noticed and identified that social media is your trigger, you've noticed that every time you go on social media, you're feeling low afterwards. You're comparing yourself. You've got real bad body image. You've got no self-confidence. Your self-worth is through the floor. Okay, can we do something about that? Can we limit your social media time? Or if you're noticing that it's with your partner, maybe your partner keeps crossing a boundary of yours and that's the trigger that causes you to get angry. Can we reset those boundaries? Can you have that difficult conversation? Because sometimes that all it, it's all it takes. It's that communication. It's having that conversation. And sometimes it's very, very hard. But if these triggers are crippling you, if this thing, this situation, this person is crippling you, you owe it to yourself to have that conversation before you make a decision to cut that person off. Because people oftentimes don't know the effect that they're having. Now, before I go on to the final point here, if you've taken any value from today's episode, don't forget to like and share with a friend. If you're on YouTube, think about giving us a subscribe so you don't miss any further episodes. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcast, think about giving us a follow again so you don't miss any future episodes. So the final part here then. So the first part that we've identified is we need to become aware of our thoughts and our emotions. The second part was looking at techniques to how we can actually take back control. So the third part here is then, how do we change our reaction? So we've noticed it, we've got some techniques, but then how do we change our reaction? So in, in Buddhism, there's a thing called the gap, where you've got your thoughts, which then lead to your feelings, your feelings then lead to your actions. But the Buddhists believe before you take action, there should be a gap, meaning you assess how you're feeling and pause before you react. Because that's what happens most of the time. The trigger happens so quickly, we get emotionally involved in it and we just react. We react, 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 react. And it's only after we've taken the action, we reflect and we're thinking, that probably wasn't the right thing for me to do. Can you relate to a time we've done that? I know I certainly can. What we need to do is just pause and respond. We respond instead of reacting. There's a very clear difference. Reacting is instinctive. Responding is you're taking the time and you're asking yourself, how would I like to react to this? So you're asking yourself, how would I like to react? Or what behavior is going to help me get what I want out of this situation? So if you are having a conversation with your partner and there's a really serious point you want to make and he says something and then you react and you get into an argument, that's not going to help you get the, get the, the, the outcome that you want. So instead of reacting, can you respond? Can you methodically respond to these situations? Can you just take that second before you react? Can you just assess, this is interesting, I'm feeling a certain way. What action can I take to still make sure I get the response that I want? And we're focusing on our desired behavior instead of the autopilot reaction. So what's the desired action that we want to take? What's the actions actually gonna help us move towards our goal or get the desired outcome rather than letting a straight autopilot reaction kick in, and then before we know it, we're the bad guy. How many times have you got yourself into a situation where you've got something really important to say, someone says something, it's triggered you, you've then lost your mind, you've gone crazy, you say, lost your mind, I was gonna say, lost your shit, but I'll say, you lost your shit, and then you now become the bad person, and they're focusing on you and what you've done rather than the initial thing which was, which was them. 
I know I've done that so many times and that's because you've reacted, you haven't responded. So what is the behavior that you want? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Do you want to be the person that snaps and gets angry, gets aggressive? Or do you want to be the person that in the face of a trigger, in the face of someone that is trying to push your buttons, you can stand firm and actually articulate yourself and take the action that's gonna help you get the results that you want, which keeps you moving forward in life with what it is that you actually want. I hope you found today's episode useful. Don't forget, each week on a Tuesday, we've got the full-length episodes, and then every Thursday, we've got the Thursday thoughts. You guys are amazing. As always, see you next week. Take it easy.